Well, good afternoon. It's 1.13 out here in Las Vegas, Nevada, and we're still broadcasting. Um, we've been working on, is the Torah in the Lord's Prayer? That's the five books of Moses. Where did our Lord and Savior, who was a Hebrew, get the inspiration to pray the Lord's Prayer? Well, I submit to you humbly that it comes from the Torah because that's what he was raised with. And he was raised with the prophecies and he was raised with Psalms, Proverbs of his time, Talmud of his time, that's the oral laws of Moshe or Moses. And I submit to you that I see from the Bible how the structure of this prayer comes right out of the Torah. So let's study together and try to envision that with me and understand it. And let's see what the Hebraic teachings have to do with the Lord's Prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, lead us. I want to do your will. And I believe that you have guided me to teach this, Lord, Father God Almighty, so that we can show the historical roots of this prayer in your Torah I pray this in the blood name of Yahushua Messiah, the Mashiach Eloheinu. Amen. Well, we left off where I was telling you, as we move into the next three petitions, hallowed be thy name, the kingdom come, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's helpful to know that they were written in the Kaddish, as one idea, as a petition for the Messianic kingdom to come quickly. It is God's will. The Kaddish, sanctification, is an ancient Aramaic hymn of praise and developed at least by the first century BC. By the 6th century AD, it became a staple prayer of synagogue service as well as at funerals, much like the Lord's Prayer is today. Let's take a look at these three petitions closely so that we begin to understand what this is all implying. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed, sanctified be your name magnified and sanctified by his great name begins the ancient prayer known as Kaddish. Yit Kaddash Shimka, the Kaddish. God cares about his reputation, about keeping his promises, especially to Israel, but he makes it clear that the reason he keeps his promises is to protect his reputation, his name, as a holy, righteous promise keeper. Remember, I've said it before. Our Holy Father is not a man that he can lie. And he is not a young man that he can change his mind. Thus will I magnify myself and sanctify Kaddish myself. And I will be known in the eyes of many nations. And they shall know that I am... Yahovah, your Elohim, Ezekiel 38, 23. 
So when we acknowledge that Yahovah, yod heh vav heh is the personal name of our God, who we, in the first section of this, I read in Exodus 3, where he introduces himself to Moses. It says, this is my name for all generations. We will sanctify your name in the world, even as they sanctify it in the heavens. So in other words, on earth as it is in heaven and as it is written by the hand of your prophet and they, that would be Moshe, and they called one another unto the other and said, holy, 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 holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory, says the third blessing of the Amidah. So Christians don't realize that the source of what is in Christian Bibles is its roots in the Torah and the ancient teachings of our Father God from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, to us. Protecting the sanctity of God's reputation, his name is a responsibility of everyone who calls him their father. So this is where in the Torah it says, thou shalt not use my name, the Lord thy God's name in vain. And from the Hebrew, thou shalt not, Bring the Lord thy God's name to not or to nothing. Do we represent yod heh vav heh our holy God, Yahovah, in our daily actions? Do we give others glory and honor that belongs to him? Do we always make his name holy among the people we interact with? This is our responsibility, and this is why I say all the time, I am just a man, the servant of God. I've been an ordained minister since uh, before, and God's telling me, yes, my son. Uh, I became licensed and a recognized ordained minister out here in Vegas in August of 2002. I had to think about that for a minute. And at the same time, I was a minister before that back east. Now, looking at from the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Aleppo Codex, this is ancient information, we begin to understand what our Lord and Savior had been exposed to and taught that many of us as Christians have not been exposed to. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So in other words, am I doing the will of the Father God Almighty? Are you? These are the kinds of questions we need to ask ourselves. Where is God's kingdom and when is it coming? Well, according to Jack Van Emke, the throne of the Father God Almighty is in the far northern sky until it comes here to reside over our earth, the new Jerusalem. And I believe that to be true. However, in the New Testament, as it's referred to, and it should actually be referred to as the renewed scriptures, 
Joseph of Arimathea and the disciples of Yeshua were waiting for God's kingdom to come to earth. To restore the Davidic, that means the rule of David's dynasty with Messiah as the eternal king in their lifetime. Mark 15, 43. Yosef of Arimathea, a prominent member of the council, who was himself waiting for the kingdom of Yahovah or Elohim, went boldly to Pilate and asked for Yahushua's body. Acts 1, 6. Then the disciples gathered around Yahushua and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And of course he didn't. He came as a suffering lamb. A lamb led to the slaughter. He had to fulfill the prophecy first. And many of the people who didn't study the prophecies didn't realize that they were asking him to be ahead of what had to be done in history for us, fulfill the prophecies. For God Almighty promised that he would, and I'm going to use modern day language, back up his prophets who preached the truth because they were speaking his word. They were speaking his prophecy. And that timetable is God's timetable, not mine, not yours but God's, and not even the Messiah's. The Messiah had to fulfill God's timetable, and that means he had to be come to earth to be the last lamb sacrifice. Now, knowing that, he confessed it to Pilate. He said, you call me king. I came to earth and all who follow me and listen to me, of course, I'm paraphrasing, know that I speak the truth. I came here to be the voice of truth of God Almighty. Now, in that truth, he had to fulfill the history that God was setting up, fulfill the prophecies of all the prophets who had come before him. So we have to realize that. And to this day, in the synagogues worldwide, Jewish people pray the ancient 14th and the related 15th petition of the Amidah. O Lord King, return in mercy to restore and rebuild Jerusalem, your city, and dwell therein as you have promised. Speedily establish the throne of David, or David in here. In English, your servant, the Messiah. So our Lord and Savior will rule and reign from the throne of David. Indeed, the beginnings of Yahovah's kingdom came to earth 2,000 years ago, but the fullness of the kingdom will come when Yeshua soon returns to Zion, meaning Jerusalem. All right. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Talunu ha yam lekem chine chukenu chukenu. Sorry, my pronunciation today, my eyes work with me here. Please, Father God, bless me to see better. Speak your holy language better. 
te lanu ha um lekem chukinu. In the book of Exodus, God did a miracle by providing manna bread that came down from heaven to feed an, a famished nation in the scorched wilderness, meaning they were in the hot, hot 120 degree plus desert. For 40 years each day, the manna that came down from heaven was only enough to feed them for that day. People had to rely daily on God's physical provision, where while also learning that man does not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God, Deuteronomy 8.3. In Judaism, it is understood that God is the provider and that his, his theme of the second half of the Lord's Prayer. Like other portions of this prayer, give us this day our daily bread was understood by the Jewish people of Yeshua's day since it was spoken about in other prayers. In other words, in that section, our Savior said our daily bread, but we also have to understand that does that refer to I am the bread of life? He says it in the book of John. Many times throughout the scriptures, I am the bread of life. Give us this day our daily bread, meaning communion. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I remain in him. Or that's John uh, 6, 56. Uh, some translations say he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in union with me and I remain in union with him. That's, of course, I'm uh, stating that from memory. The bottom line is this, I look at this part of the prayer not only as coming from the Torah, but the Torah also prophesies that what, let me turn to it, we got to go to Debrim 18, okay, and if you look with me, and let me adjust my mic so as I'm reading this, I'm, I'm not drifting away from the microphone, all right, if you look with me, uh, in Deuteronomy 18, one of my favorite books, Dabarim. Let's start at verse 17, if you will, with me. No, 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 no. Let's start at 16. Ah, wait a minute. Sorry. 13, verse 13. Be perfect before Yahovah your Elohim. So, you know, many people say to me at, at different times in my life, and this young man, Danny, back uh, east, gave me this big poster, framed poster, that talked about excellence. Somewhere over the years, I I don't know how I lost that, but I wish to this day that I still had it. Anyway, he gave me this because in my martial arts school, I was telling people that, you know, we need to perfect ourselves. We used to pray before class, pray after class sometimes. Uh, we said the Pledge of Allegiance before class, and that's when that school was blessed, blessed, blessed. We used to pray before we competed, and we 
had so many wins. It was just amazing. Signs, wonders, and miracles of God. And that's what God wanted me to do at the time. Although I'm doing now what God wants me to do. And I pray that daily. Please, God, lead me, guide me, and help me to be obedient to your will, not my will. Now, in this, understand, God Almighty, our sacred Father, okay, is trying to get us to understand that all of the scriptures from Genesis forward are all one, and there isn't a separation. There isn't a division. If there's a separation, a division, then it makes it weak. We have to understand that. Be perfect before Yahuwah your Elohim. Of course, I'm reading from the Hebrew. For these nations whom you are possessing do listen to those using magic and to diviners. But as for you, Yahuwah your Elohim has not appointed such for you. Why would I read this in reference to how important our Savior is? Because he did not have a fantastical, magical mystery tour. He brought the truth. He proved it by signs, wonders, and miracles, and by the very living example of his life. He gave, 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 gave. These ministries that are product-driven ministries, I warn you, be very careful. Be very careful with these types of ministries. Yahovah your Elohim shall raise up you a prophet. Now this is God Almighty. And remember, one of the titles of our master, our Messiah, is that he is the prophet, the prophet. All right? Like me from your midst, from your brothers, listen to him. In other words, this prophet is like God because it fulfills the prophecy of Yes, you, Isaiah. According to all you asked of Yahovah, your Elohim, in Horeb, in the day of assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of Yahovah, my Elohim, nor let me, uh, nor let me see this great fire anymore, lest I die. In other words, the people of the time were afraid of God because when they asked to hear him and see him and he comes down from the mountain, Mount Horeb, and he's coming with the shofars blowing, the wind is blowing, there's fire, there's smoke, the clouds, the lightning. It scared them and they thought they were going to die. So now they're begging Moses to be their prophet intercessor. Now, theologians have said over and over again, the closest ministry to our Messiah's ministry was Moses' ministry. And Yahovah said to me, what they are spoken, uh, have spoken is good. I shall raise up. Now, here's the important one. Verse 18 from 18. 18, 18. I shall raise up. For them a prophet like you out of the midst of their brothers, and I shall put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. In other words, even in the garden, before he was taken as a prisoner, 
He said, let thy will be done. Not my will, but thy will be done. And that's proof, not only that he was prophesied in the Torah, but that he was the Messiah and the Sadducees, Pharisees, and all those people of the current temple, the scribes and so on, they missed it, except for the followers who embraced him and knew him and knew he was the Messiah. So, in the ninth prayer of the Amidah, it says, Bless upon us, O eternal God Almighty, this year and all kinds of its produce, food, have mercy upon the earth and all of its harvest. In other words, this prayer that our Savior gave us is one telling us to be absolutely dependent in faith on God to be our provision, to acknowledge God Almighty as the provider. All prayers at meals that include uh, bread start off with this blessing. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has brought forth bread from the earth. Blessed are you, God Almighty, King of the universe, who bringeth forth the bread of the Kayim, the bread of life. Now, if you want to donate to this ministry, we don't sell. You can take this lesson from Anchor for free. We don't sell CDs, DVDs, or, or any of that. We don't do that. You can take this lesson for free. We're here to give to you. Did Messiah sell product? No. Did he sell Bibles? No. Did he beg or ask for donations? No. And neither are we. But we must give you the opportunity to give if the Holy Spirit is inspiring you to give. Our phone number is 702-488-4097, and we will tell you how exactly to give into this ministry. Now let's move on. And Yahushua said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, John 6, 51. And I keep quoting John 6, 56. And you need to read from 51 to 56, and you'll get what I'm trying to help you understand. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Is this out of the law of God? Yes, it is. You read the first part of the law of God, and it tells you how to approach God, how sacred God is, how sacred his name is, etc. And then we learn, all right, about forgiveness, okay? Sokim Anaku La Asher Ashmu La Nu. Who doesn't want to be forgiven of wrongdoing? It is the ultimate feeling of freedom. Yeshua told us how to receive forgiveness in his beautiful Beatitudes. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive merciful mercy. Matthew 5 7. 
It is also found in the ancient Jewish Talmud. He who is merciful to others, mercy is shown to him by heaven, or in other words, God Almighty. While he who is not merciful to others, mercy is not shown to him by heaven. That's the oral law from the Talmud. This desire to be forgiven of our sins is prayed daily by Jewish people as the sixth blessing of the Amidah. Forgive us our father. Notice it says our father again. For we have sinned and pardoned us our king. In other words, they're asking to be pardoned. For we have transgressed for your we, we need your pardon and forgive. Blessed are you, Lord, who is merciful and forgives abundantly. So this is all built into the Lord's Prayer from what? The Hebrew roots that our Savior grew up with because he was Hebrew. As believers, what happens if we don't show mercy? If we ask for pardon from our Father in heaven but don't forgive others, Yeshua tells us quite clearly, if you do not forgive others their sin, your father will not forgive your sins, Matthew 6, 15. Now, do you see how the Torah in the law of the Torah is interwoven in all of the Messianic scriptures with most Christians, Christians call it the New Testament? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Now, there are, trust, there are translations of this prayer that say our debts. You have a debt to someone when you have sinned against them and you have not forgiven them or asked their forgiveness to forgive you. So they have a debt to you if they have sinned against you. You have a debt to them. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Veal. Tevenu. My eyes are getting tired. I need to grab my glass here. Here we go. Lidi masaki em hatsalenu the final part of the Lord's Prayer regarding temptation and evil is rooted in both ancient and modern Judaism. Every weekday morning in synagogues around the world, Jewish people would open up their, their Seder's prayer book and read a prayer like this. Hang on just a second. May it be your will, Hashem, that means the name. In my translation of the Holy Scriptures, it would put his name in there, Yahuwah. My God, and my translator would say, my Elohim, which means God Almighty, and the God of and the Elohim of my forefathers, that you rescue me today and every day from brazen men and brazenness, from an evil man, an evil companion or evil neighbor, an evil mishap, the destructive spiritual 
impediment of Satan, a harsh trial and a harsh opponent, whether he is a member of the covenant or whether he is not a member of the covenant, meaning the contract of God. All right, so what is this prayer saying? In other words, protect me from all evil. All evil. So many times when I'm praying the structure of the Our Father, I'll say, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And let us not be led into evil. Let us not be tempted by this evil because Satan can use people and infect them to do evil. What did our Savior say about Judas? That the spirit of Satan, devil, had entered into him. And that Satan would use him to bring our Savior to death. And of course, the victory over death, hell, and the grave that our Savior did for us is that he resurrected. All right, now, Understanding that, all right, I sometimes will pray, deliver me, Father, God Almighty, from all and every evil, everything Satan commands, all wickedness, alive or dead, meaning unclean spirits, demons, and devils, and alive, anyone they will use, any people they will use that will try to bring evil upon me or tempt me into evil. And that's where the roots of this all comes from. Ancient Jewish, or I would rather not use the name Jewish, Hebraic knowledge that comes from Moses, actually from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Moses to us and the prophets. Throughout the Psalms as, as well, King David continuously Seeks God's protection, pleading, deliver me, O Lord, from evildoers. Protect me from those who are violent deliverance from evil enemies. Psalm 140, verse 1. So as you can see, when Yeshua wrote the Lord's Prayer, it was not a new prayer for a new religion. It was a very, very ancient Hebrew prayer that came out of Hebrew roots. Knowing that the Messiah, Yeshua, chose these principles and petitions helps us to know what our Father in Heaven is asking us to focus on as we enter into prayer with Him and as we live out our lives as His, all of us are His servants, as we live out our lives as servants to our Lord. Yahushua declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. John 6, 35. I hope this helps you. Let's sign off. I'm out of time for this segment. Dear Heavenly Father, bless this lesson to all who will listen, learn, and believe. And continue to guide us, Father God, to do your will and I submit, Father, I am your servant. I submit to your will, not mine. I want to serve you, your Son, and the Holy Spirit. Guide me. Talk to me. 
Continue to have your saints and angels and all the prophets praying for me and this ministry, Beth Nazarene, the house of the Nazarene, and help me, Father, to be able to communicate these lessons that you wake me up early in the morning and thank you for waking me up. Thank you for leading me and guiding me and saying, here's what you're teaching today. Thank you. I so love you for that. We pray all of this in the name and blood of Yahushua Messiah. Seal us in the blood forgiveness from the sacrifice of our Lord, Savior, Yahushua Messiah, the Mashiach, Eloheinu, Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. Father, thank you so much for all of those who will hear this lesson and believe with me and do their research and study your holy word. Thank you, Father, for them all. Bless them all. I pray all of this for your glory. Amen. Until we meet again, friends, if you need to contact us, 702-488-4097. I love you and I'm praying for you. Bless you. Amen.